welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast. We are thrilled to have you here today, and you are actually in for a treat because you're going to be hearing from four of us clinical trainers today. So I'll start by introducing myself. My name is Mary Davis. I am one of the clinical trainers here at the Scheduling Institute. I have been practicing hygiene for about 17 years, and I've been with the Scheduling Institute for almost two years now, but I feel like my time with them has been a lot longer than that because I started on the other side of these trainings just like yourselves. So we are excited to be able to um, hear from all of our clinical trainers, so we'll just start by introducing all of us. My name is Melissa. I've been a hygienist for over 15 years and have been at the Scheduling Institute as a clinical trainer for almost four years. Jess, how about you? I have been in dentistry for 21 years, have been a hygienist for almost 20 years now. Actually, it's May, so yeah, 20 years. <laughs> and I have been with the Scheduling Institute as a clinical training specialist for the past five years. Hi, I am Kelly. I am also a clinical training specialist here at the Scheduling Institute and a registered dental hygienist and been in dentistry for over 10 years. Great. So Melissa, what are we going to be talking about today? Um, today, our topic is about you know, how to be an effective leader when you aren't the hygiene team leader. And that might sound a little funny, but there's a couple different scenarios where you might need to really give this conversation today some thought. The first scenario is if your doctor hasn't named a team leader for your hygiene department yet, there still needs to be some, some step up that happens within the department. And so we, we could chat through some of that. But then also, even if you do have a team leader, y'all need to be leading one another. You know, not one person is perfect at all things across the board. We all bring different strengths. And so we can kind of talk through how, even though you're a team member, you can practice leadership inside of the department. Jess, do you have any thoughts on this off the bat? So let's start with the first case scenario that you have a doctor that you guys have not um, allocated a particular person to be hygiene team leader. So, you know, you're uh, gone through these trainings and there's a lot of things to implement and things that need to be done. So how can we, you know, really make sure that these things get handled if we don't have a leader, right? So this is where you guys as a department and taking ownership of that department and having that entrepreneur not mindset, you know, is making sure that you guys are allocating things on that action item list and that that is what you're responsible for. So look at that as like, okay, I'm the leader of XYZ on the on this implementation list and then I'm going to make sure that all of my team understands it and is well versed with it and if they have questions I want to be that go-to person for that so that person responsible. Um, Mary you have some experience with that too as well right? Yeah I think that there is a big disconnect if you will with like having let's just say you have the luxury of having a leader or a team leader in your practice I think there's this just this disconnect in the word leader in general, you know, because it can't just be up to one person to really act and move the needle in hygiene, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like there just can't be just one person that, you know, drives that force. Like we all have to own up to some things to be able to see results that we want to see, you know? And I think at the end of the day, that's where you have to start looking outside of just your role or title, like, oh, so-and-so is going to do it because she always does it, you know, mm-hmm. versus like, do, are we actually looking through that lens that says, hey, what's my skin in the game, if you will, you know, like, like am I clocking in or clocking out for a paycheck? 
or am I actually like going in every day like what is it that I can adopt or I can own or I can you know help create or help problem solve um, just because that's who you are regardless of your role and title you know mm-hmm. and definitely when there's not a team leader present that means that you guys have got to work together even more as yeah. a cohesive unit and have meetings and you guys really paying attention so you know it, Kelly she presents fluoride the best out of this group so she's the one that should teach us like what are you saying teach me a yeah. wise one right so yeah. mm-hmm. how about that Kelly yeah I think there's always this connotation that comes around tracking and looking at numbers and what you really need to do is take a step back and really recognize that the numbers tell a story of the level of quality of care that's given and never look at it as I suck in this area and -and so-and-so is so much better than I am. It's go to that person. What are they saying? What are they doing? How are they communicating the importance of whatever the product or service is to make sure that the patient's seeing that value, that they need that solution and getting them to move forward in it. So it's using each other as a support team and all getting to that common goal of we want to improve the patient experience if our focus is on that if we are staying passionate about what we're doing in those areas everything else follows mm-hmm. I think the passion that you just said was a key if, the, if you mm-hmm. aren't a team leader um, and or you don't have a team leader but there's something that you're passionate about and that you want to share with your team that's a prime opportunity for you to be able to step up and be a leader in something and be a leader in bringing new ideas to your department and to your practice and to your patients right so I think that's a great way this is a little bit of a foreign concept for some people especially in hygiene right did you graduate in your career like any of us we're all hygienists here today like did any of us graduate thinking like what leadership opportunity do I have in hygiene no like that's not the lens that's not the filter that typically you look through but what if it was Mm -hmm. what kind of impact could you make by adopting that mentality you know actually in school i don't even think they teach you how to lead your patients no no they just teach (laughs) you how to to deliver care physical skills so that's a good point i mean i think and when you're first out of school you're just trying to wrap your head around all that needs to be done in 60 minutes yeah. But you used to do it in four hours. Yeah, <laughs> right. and so you, you're working on that, and then eventually I think it's probably natural that you find ways to really lead, be a leader for your patients, be an yeah. authoritative figure for your patients. And then, you know, maybe you evolve where naturally you start to look around around you and see how you can be a leader for those around you. And it doesn't mean, leader doesn't mean that you are over the rest of your team. That's no. Right. It That's just right. means you contribute in a way that allows your department to thrive That's and right. to move forward. And That's right. even if there is a team leader named, we all have the opportunity to right. do that. Yeah. That's something I actually, um, I do leadership clarity retreats, and that's something that I actually talk about during that is that everyone is a leader mm-hmm. in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. And there is someone, it's kind of like, you know, back when you were a kid and your parents are telling you there's there's someone that's looking up to you right all the time right (laughs) so it's like there's something that each person 
in an office can bring forth to the table. And whether you realize it or not, you are a leader. And especially as hygienists being providers, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people in the office that are looking up to you, right? Mm -hmm. And watching what you are doing and will mimic and follow what you were doing, especially if you are a seasoned hygienist. Mm -hmm. You may not necessarily be the team leader, but a younger hygienist it may look up to you and go, hey, you know, I what are you doing? So it's just really being mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that's so important for us to remember that everyone's watching. It's like Big yeah. Brother, right? <laughs> I, tell, I tell my kids, Mama 3 over here, right? You're like, yeah. you got to decide what kind of person you want to be mm-hmm. or it will be decided for you. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and I think that that's something that we can even take into our career because mm-hmm. we can truly, um, a leader isn't somebody who just does stuff, right? No. Like a leader is somebody who sets the temperature mm-hmm. of an office. Like, you know those natural born leaders because you're naturally attracted to them. Mm-hmm. You're like, let me go um, spend some time with so-and-so, you know, incognito because I need to like mm-hmm. learn from them. I think that you're naturally attracted to that type of person because they ooze culture. They, they ooze coachable you know, like, I want to see you grow. I want to see you succeed. Like, and I, I think that that's in and of itself, like, sort of the mentality that we want offices to ad- adopt, because what would it look like for you to be that leader, to watch other people succeed and to be their biggest cheerleader, be their biggest advocate. And regardless of your title or role, that's a leader, you know? Absolutely. Have you guys heard of or read A Stroke of Insight by Jill Bolte-Taylor? No. no. There's I have trouble finishing books from start to finish. I get bored, I put them down, I start something else. But I, ha- I did finish this book, and she has a quote in there. It's She's a neuroscientist who had a stroke on the left side of her brain. So the analytical part was yeah. shut down, and it was just the, I don't know, I, I want to say the word artistic, but it seems super simplified. But the right side of the brain yes. was alive and awake. And so her perspective, and she recalls like her memory and things, her perspective was so raw because she couldn't think, she didn't have an analytical way of thinking about it. So anyway, she said she was laying in the hospital bed and she couldn't, her eyes were closed and she could tell who was walking in the room because of the energy they brought into the space. She knew Mm -hmm. her nurses. And so she has a quote in the book that says, please be responsible for the energy you bring into the space because it would affect the patient so heavily if they were just doing their job versus if they were there to really care and love on the patient. And so I just think about from a leader's perspective, you were just saying just the way you show up matters and be responsible. I mean, that that at its core is leadership. Be responsible for the energy that you bring into your space, into the space of your your team. I love that quote too. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And I mean, those energies are contagious, right? You can bring people up, you can bring people down. And so you want to have the influence of bringing people up. And and even so much, to your point, it affected her so deeply if they weren't, if they didn't have a good vibe, you know? It, It really affected her wellness And that's why she felt so strongly about it. Like how important it is that people are responsible for that because it affects those around you. When we're awake and functioning and well, we may not pick up on it so much. Right. But it's still happening. Right. So it heightens those senses whenever she was shut down. Yeah. 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 Be on time. Yeah. Be a culture setter. Show up. You know, show up. Yeah. Like don't bring some good like enthusiasm to your workspace. So it's amazing. Just those little things. Yeah. That Mm. is being a leader. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think we try to make it too complex sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Or we expect. Doesn't mean 
you've got to go like have this like deep conversation right. with someone you know it's just like just being present being yeah. engaged giving your all that's definitely how we can be an effective leader even if we're not a team leader i want to ask kelly because you have been a hygiene team leader for a team when you're working clinically what did you learn from that experience and what did you notice about your team members and what was helpful or who really contributed to the growth and i don't know i think that they're and speaking with some of our clients too, not just from my own experience, I feel like the biggest challenge is finding that happy medium of not just being their best friend, mm-hmm. but then not being that strong-headed leader at the same time. Like mm-hmm. you have to have that happy medium between the two where you do have their backs, but then you also have to have the back of the company, right? Mm-hmm. Of it is truly a business within the business. Yes, we want to take great care of our patients. And as we do, that's going to be reflected in the numbers that we see for the practice. But like making sure that you're changing their mentality of how they come in, how they're caring for their patients, what their focus is on for each and every day. Mm-hmm. Going back to the two economy system, I mean, staying in your bubble, that's such a hard challenge, especially this day and age with mm-hmm. as much social media that we have and the access to telephones and yeah. everything else. It's just making sure that you're keeping your team at that level of engagement that they should be at mm-hmm. and holding them accountable um, in all areas of the practice. Did you have some natural leaders on your team? Like they weren't the team lead, but they yeah. were they showed signs that you wish everybody would have. I think everyone had their own different strengths. And so it was my job as a leader to help cultivate those strengths mm-hmm. and help to highlight them so that the rest of the team could then adapt those same strengths. So we took the challenge of everyone has their favorite room that they love working out of every single day, but I challenged them to change where they were working out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because whoever, the way we were divided up, we had two on each of the three wings of our practice. And so I broke everyone up who was used to being in their certain room or next to their certain mate to challenge them to adapt to the other person's strengths. Mm -hmm. So I took the time to dive into the numbers to do some research to see like, okay, who's struggling, who's doing well, and pairing the two opposites Mm -hmm. in different areas of the practice. And so that way they truly got the time devoted on spending, because when we're doing patient care, there's not always tons of time to spend Mm -hmm. diving into developing more strengths so you get the most from the person you're around the most during the day and so we created a system of rotating and highlighting our strengths and weaknesses and developing those stronger Mm -hmm. and then systems and protocols right Mm -hmm. so I know we talk about throughout several of our trainings of developing certain processes that need to be followed and keeping accountability around those processes when we follow those I feel like that strengthens every area of our practice Mm -hmm. because they were put into place for a reason because we saw the need Mm -hmm. and so not creating your own process but following the process that's been thoughtfully developed before you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even with how you did that and laid it out where you had people side by side like that, you could even hear Mm -hmm. who's beside you. So even if they aren't directly mentoring one another, it's like I I did that myself. Like my hygienist beside me, I would always hear what she was saying and how she was doing things. And Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of it like that. I'm going to try that. Right. And so it's like she they got she got a great result with that. I'm going to try to do that myself. And so it's like you're you're learning subconscious learning. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So that's good for anybody who's listening you're not a team leader but you do want to find ways to continue to be more of a leader within your department you could make that request like that's an easy thing to just be next to someone you want to learn from yeah yeah 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys for your time today. I hope you gathered a lot of great information and a lot of new tips and tricks. Always remember, go to hygieneprofitleaders.com where you are capable of downloading all the resources from today's podcast. And also you can listen to all of our previous podcasts on there as well. So we look forward to hearing from you. Please comment on there. Make sure that you interact with us. We'd love to hear back from you and how today's podcast impacted your hygiene career. All right, until next time.